y'all it's jazz and i'm back again with another episode of relay hot pair so this is another different podcast episode and i feel like i say that every time but this one is um it's another interview type episode um and we're actually talking about a topic that's really close to my heart a topic that um i personally identify with mental health um and it's a topic that isn't really discussed uh well it's getting it's starting to be discussed more but it it traditionally hasn't been really discussed in um the black community so i'm kind of happy that it's getting some traction and and it's it's a topic that people aren't afraid to talk about anymore um so like i said this is another interview type episode and on this one i'll be actually interviewing one of my friends um i met mallory last year last year yeah a little over a year ago um and i fell in love with her bubbly personality super sweet girl um super giving heart and uh what really i guess drew me to her um or one of the things that really drew me to her was her giving heart um and when i say giving heart i mean like i know people some people volunteer at the food kitchen some people donate clothes some people donate time some people donate money um this girl actually uses her birthday as a form of give back or of giving back like she her birthday party uh benefits a an awesome mental health um organization here in Houston uh so without further ado uh, I might as well let Mallory introduce herself so Welcome, Mallory, to Lay Hot Pair. Hey, Mallory. Hi. Welcome to Lay Hot Pair. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so um, I already gave a kind of brief intro to you, but I mean, nobody can tell us about yourself, uh, tell us about you better than yourself. So if you want to let the readers know. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> or listeners, me, I, my bad. <laughs> right. Hey, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. Um, <laughs> but I am Mallory, also known as I am Mallory. Hey. Um, I'm a publicist by day, and I also um, do PR for a major fast food chain. Um, I'm a blogger, singer, and really almost anything else by night. So <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Come on, Jane of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I kind of touched on how big of a heart you have. I mean, I'm going to gas you up for a second. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and she's shy, y'all. She's modest. She sings, too. and I'm, But she's modest, which is weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I kind of touched on how big of a heart you have. Like, I, I talked about how we met last year. Um in a YP organization but one of the things that really drew me to you was your heart and how you use like what I don't know about you I like to celebrate my birthday for the entire month and I (laughs) yeah for real I mean but that's what I my stepmom does that it's like look it's about me I yes my birthday (laughs) yes you're not that way (laughs) oh I am I don't get me wrong (laughs) But for this one night, like you, um, you actually give back, which is awesome. So, um, and I know it's coming up and I want to make sure that the word gets out there so that 
um, we are able to raise funds for this amazing organization. And I'd love for you to talk about that. Absolutely. So um, <clears throat> for years, I just wanted to throw a charity birthday party. I actually don't know what made me have that desire, but I wanted to do it for years and finally got the opportunity. So that opportunity eventually turned into the premier benefit and birthday bash, which is uh, my annual birthday charity birthday party, which uh, this year or 2019 will be the fourth installation. Um, it raises funds to send patients to therapy. Um, and those funds are focused on minority young adults because in minority communities, especially um, black and Hispanic communities, we don't talk about it a lot. And there's this horribly negative stigma put on therapy. So the purpose of the premiere is to one, open up that conversation within our communities and then also kind of say, well, hey, if you're willing to just admit that, hey, maybe I need to go to therapy for a few sessions or continuously, then we'll kind of try to get you on that track. Um, this year, I am working with Melanin and Mental Health for the party. Um, they will be the primary providers for the therapy sessions, which Melanin and Mental Health is a great resource. They have a list of providers around the country who focus on Black and Latinx therapy and mental health. Um, and so I'm super excited to work with them and to continue this. That's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm super excited. Like, I'm excited to go to the party and turn up. But I'm, I'm really excited <laughs> to turn up, knowing that my funds won't just benefit the bar, but they'll benefit. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> because yes, my bar tab gets real at times. <laughs> But knowing that it'll give back, I mean, I feel like I, I feel like I won't feel as bad for having those four or five um, whiskey cups. Right, we're drinking for a cause. It's cool. we're drinking for a cause. For, a cause. Exactly. <laughs> for the kids <laughs> and my kids. I mean, everybody who's younger than me. <laughs> right. So you brought up a very good point. Um, something that I. I've talked about, I've blogged about it before, but um, I haven't, we haven't really touched on it too much on the podcast. And so um, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have her on for this. This is perfect. Um, but destigmatizing like mental, mental health, like mm -hmm. treatment, like therapy and stuff like that. Right. Um, it's something that isn't really talked about in minority communities. Like it's, mm. it's brushed under a rug. Um, people just seen that uh, people of, I've had family members say, oh, that's just how they are. They're quote-unquote crazy, which I have a huge problem with. Yeah. Um, and folks would rather hide it inside, um, eat it, drink it. Like, they deal with it in other ways rather than seek help for that. Mm -hmm. And um, I... I don't know about, well, I, you do go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I went today. I had a session today. I was going to say, I don't know if you go to, no, I do know. I know you go to therapy. I go to therapy yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wanted to have you on to talk about your experience with it, talk about, um, I guess, what got you into going to therapy, what kind of sparked the conversation <clears throat> um, with that, that led you to going into therapy. Yeah. Um, honestly, I grew up not necessarily taught, but I grew up thinking that, you know, therapy exists and whatnot. And like, 
mental issues or mental health is a thing, but I don't need it, you know? And it wasn't necessarily like shunned in my household or whatever. We just didn't talk about it. So um, eventually while I was maybe at the beginning of my college career, I actually went through a lot. And even though I've always been somebody to, um, I guess, brush my feelings under a rug and just keep, keep trucking at that point, I just kind of, I broke down and I went into a deep depression. I ended up going to therapy at that point um, because I started like praying to God for help. And Mm -hmm. literally the answer was therapy. So I started going to therapy. And after I went to the original therapist, I was referred to a a psychiatrist, I'm sorry, a clinical psychologist. And they diagnosed me with severe to moderate depression, which the way the doctor explained it to me is for some people, it's a temporary kind of like a, when you get a cold, it's a temporary uh, sickness. And then for Mm -hmm. other people, it's a long-term thing. So uh, from there, I continued going to therapy uh, for the time being while I was um, on medications to kind of, kind of, kind of get into recovery. Mm-hmm. And then for a little bit, I stopped going to therapy and now I'm back in it because gotcha. I absolutely have no problem with it now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, that's the truth. Like you go to your GP if, for all your checkups. You yes. go to your gyno for women. We go to gynos for those problems i was just at my gato last week so yes um i, I mean my story is kind of similar to yours but i mean i agree your therapist or your clinical psychologist or your psychiatrist they should be in your lineup you go to your dentist like they should yes. be in your lineup of uh, professionals to see so um mine is a little bit different therapy wasn't like your family it wasn't shunned per se on my mom's side but we definitely didn't talk about it like we were one of those oh you can go to god in prayer um <laughs> kind of situations like oh you feeling bad oh, okay well go sit down for a little bit pray about it blah 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 yeah and it, that was that um but i lost my mom my mom passed away when i was 14 oh. and um my stepmom i my stepmom's amazing i realized that my relationship with her is not necessarily the norm with step parents. Like I found that out later in life. I'm like, what you mean you don't love your stepmom? My stepmom's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but my stepmom was definitely the driving factor behind uh, me going to therapy. She encouraged us from the start. She was like, you guys need to sit down with therapists. Oh, wow. You're young. You don't know how to deal. You don't know how to deal with the situation. Yeah. And um, at first, I was like, no. Nah, no, I'm, no, <laughs> I'm good. I'm gonna pray about it. And I wasn't grieving. Like it took right a long time for me to grieve properly. Um, of course, I cried, and there was like it got to the point where on the anniversary of her death, I ain't want to do anything, so I wouldn't go to work or school <laughs> or <laughs> anything like that. And not and then it hit me like that wasn't the best way to deal with life like I can't right. be 60 years old and not doing anything on April 22nd because my mom passed away right 40 some odd years ago so um started seeing a therapist went through a few uh to find the one who was right for me and um the therapist I'm currently seeing now I recently started going to them I was referred to them 
because my old therapist is no longer in network and you know it's Look. not cheap <laughs> I'll be like, oh, you not in network? Oh, well, we should oh. together. <laughs> I don't know how much. Oh, well, <laughs> can you refer me to somebody who's in right. <laughs> But that's the same with all my other doctors. Like, thank God <laughs> my other doctors are in network. But yeah, no, I like my new therapist. She's awesome. Um, but yeah, like, it, I, at one point, I was going weekly. Yeah. Like, weekly. And then I was like, okay, so I can do bi-weekly. <laughs> right. Okay. And so I'm at the point now where I go monthly. And then if something happens, I need to have an emergency session. I yeah. do. And that's great. Um, but yeah, like, I love, I, I love it. I ask everyone, do you go to therapy? Are you a therapist? <laughs> Have you spoken to a therapist? And not to like call, not to like call them out, but to be, that's like, I don't, Okay. So who's your OB? Okay, right. you know, skinless, awesome. Like, <laughs> I feel like the it's becoming normalized mm-hmm. more. Um, and it's no longer being seen as for folks who are quote unquote weak. Like for some reason that was a a thing. Like yeah. you were weak or you were you were crazy. You were seen as crazy if you go to a therapist. And I think that I think the opposite, right? Like, what do you think? Um, I agree. And to be honest, I mean, there's two sides of it for me with the weak thing. Um, it's still a little hard for me to think of myself as strong for just because as, as black women, we grow up in this culture of like being strong means you just deal with it or really not deal with it, but you deal with it and move on. You know what I'm saying? You just do whatever you got to do to get the job done and, you know, screw anybody who ain't with it. Like that's strong for black right. women. And it's it's because of growing up in that, it's very it's still very hard for me to think of myself as strong to for going to therapy. But the thing is, what I've realized since being in therapy, my emotions mm-hmm. are like on 10. Not necessarily that they're all over the place, but I feel everything. Being that strong black woman you teach her or the what's seen as strong black woman. You teach yourself not to feel. And once you start going to therapy and talking through things and the therapist starts telling you how to deal with things properly, you start to feel everything, literally. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to deal with that intense emotion that you've never felt before, but also handle it properly, that's stronger than you ever could have been. So, you know, you kind of have to balance that thought that way. Um, And then as far as the crazy thought, I feel like I'm a hypocrite because I use the word crazy a lot, you know, like, girl, you crazy, or I went crazy. But when you're talking about mental health, I absolutely hate that term because one, mm-hmm. there are there are real life diseases, you know, that that people right. need help with when it comes to mental health. And even if you don't have one of those diseases, mental health is like you said just like your physical health it's still a part of healthy living like you have to maintain it or your healthy living is gonna lack somewhere so it's not that you're crazy you're either sick or you need to just be maintained mm-hmm. i agree i agree i agree okay so i love that you brought that up so um you said something about feeling like all the feelings me and one of my <laughs> best friends we have no seriously 
so we have one of these sayings and I'm sure everybody I, I'm sure a lot of people say it but um we'll say feel your feelings and it's mm-hmm. usually me saying this in a text with like a yelling emoji in all caps feel your feelings (laughs) because you're right we push a lot down we repress a lot down like oh well that's okay well i'm strong we we got to get it done stuff Mm -hmm. has to be done well this needs to be done and we often don't give ourselves the time to just break down and feel everything and that is i mean i agree that's one thing that therapy has taught me like it's okay to feel your feelings it's okay to be sad at times it's okay to cry like you don't have to just accept everything that's pushed put on you or pushed on you because that's what you used to do no it's okay to grow and feel your feelings yeah and I know um (laughs) excuse me I know that um I can always tell when I'm not dealing with something um because it it their physical manifestation physical manifestations will happen so like um and I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit. I'm pretty sure it's my my brain saying, hey, you know what? You don't want to deal with that? Deal with this. So I <laughs> um, have like um, abdominal issues or mm. um, I'll get more Charlie horses than normal. Like my, I will have physical manifestations of the pain or the issues that I'm not dealing with emotionally or mentally. And yeah, oh girl, oh I, for the longest time, I chalked it up to age. This was me 23 saying, oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> before, before I, at the time, she was like, well, have you thought that this is just like your body um, letting you know that, hey, it's time to slow down or, hey, it's time to actually deal with what you've been putting off. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, you're right. Wow. And hearing that, like it was a light bulb that went off mm-hmm. I'm like oh my gosh like our brains are organs at yeah. the end of the day our brains are organs and like you said whether it is an illness or whether it's tweaking um we need to make sure that we are maintaining them yeah um not just physically, but like what's the other what's the other word what, not just physically period we'll put it like that <laughs> that's a sentence not just physically <laughs> <laughs> um so I know you go to therapy a lot of my friends go to, a lot of my friends a good chunk of my friends go to therapy <laughs> um but one of the myths that I heard coming up especially before people started talking about therapy and mental health more openly was that no one's going to therapy like they were pushing it off as oh only the extreme cases of people or people who had um, funds to spare or whatever were going to therapy. And that's not true. Like we talked about finding a doctor who's in network because, you know, budgets are real. Mm-hmm. And being a young adult means I still owe hella money on my look, look. <laughs> Fannie Mae can come pay for my therapy. Listen. Put back into it. Look. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I'm finding now that a lot more people are going to therapy and they're not afraid to talk about it. Like, have you found that? Are you seeing that in your circles? So, I think that I've seen more so people being willing to look into it 
Um, I haven't, at least in my circles, I haven't run into a lot of people who are at the point where they're like, oh, I'm going to therapy and I'm going all the time and I'm not afraid to, to tell it. But I definitely see the conversation starting to happen and people starting to look into it and say, maybe, you know, I need to talk this out or get some this out, outside perspective from a therapist. Mm-hmm. So question. I know you said that um, you just or you recently got back into therapy. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to find um, the therapist that like to find and get comfortable with the therapist you're seeing now? What, what was that process like? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I did start with my insurance, um, making sure that okay. I, I found somebody in network. And <laughs> <laughs> um, at first I... I found someone pretty quickly because I wanted to, my goal was to find a woman and Mm -hmm. uh, to find someone who is African-American because, you know, there are obviously things that go along with gender and and ethnicity. Um, So that happened pretty quickly at first, but after I started seeing the first option, I, uh, one, I couldn't get back in touch with her after the first session, but also The conversation and the way the conversation went within that first session just didn't sit right with me. So it kind of, to be honest, and I, I, this isn't a good thing, but it kind of discouraged me from going back to therapy. So for a little bit, maybe a month or so, I just didn't even look for another therapy. I mean, therapist. Um, okay. After that, I did call back to my insurance and find some other options that were in, uh, in network. And this time, the first option I chose um, the first session went very well. Instead of, you know, someone <clears throat> taking the first few things you say and kind of barking at you or giving you the tough love part, my current mm-hmm. therapist took the time to kind of try to figure some things out about me and took time to ask questions for a few sessions. And honestly, I've been seeing my therapist for some months now, and she's just now, mm-hmm. you know, going into like, training me on how to handle things because for a long time she couldn't get past the barriers and figure out what needed to be talked about you know and I love that about her it's not about well let me tell you what I think it's about let me learn you and let me figure out what you're going through or what's causing um your reactions and things like that before I give you a tailored approach so I love her that's good see so that's in my experience at least that's how it should be. Like, I think um, Hollywood and media portray therapy like one of two ways. Either um, the client is laying down on the couch and they are, woe is me. And don't get me wrong, it is totally okay to lay on the couch and say, woe is me and right. release everything. That is to- if that is you, if that is what you need to do, do it. If that's your relationship with your therapist, that is awesome. But that's not everybody's relationship, right? <laughs> um, or, or it's the it's either the super laid back, or it's Ayanla. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> <laughs> and there's no in between, or at least that's not what's portrayed. So, like when I'm talking to people who um, haven't started going to therapy yet, and I, I, I'm saying yet because I'm I'm hopeful that they will start their mental health journey. Um, they're like, oh, well, is it just me laying on a chase lounge talking about my childhood? Or <laughs> is she browbeating me? Nah. <laughs> Calling you beloved. And I'm like, whoa, okay, so no. <laughs> that wasn't my experience. Um, so I went through a few. I wasn't sure 
what I wanted. Um, it was one of those, I knew what I didn't want, but I, what I did not want, but I didn't know what I wanted. So it was kind of like dating for me for a little yeah. bit. Um, so I, I, my first therapist was actually a, um, a Jewish woman. I knew I wanted a woman. Like I knew I wanted to be able to talk about um, my experience as a woman. And I did not think a man would be best for this, which is weird because I have no problem with male doctors in any, like any other, any other, any of my other doctors, no problem. My guy knows a man. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no problem with that. But my therapist, I was like, no, nah, I need a woman. Um, so my first therapist was a Jewish woman. She was awesome. She was awesome. Unfortunately, when I got off my parents' insurance, I was, she was no longer in Dead 26. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh, that was real. That was so real. Um, after that, I wasn't sure if I wanted to um, take a, a religious approach. Like, I was going through some things, and I was like, you know what? I think I want to take a religious approach. And that was my voice in my head, at least. I'm going to take a religious approach. And um, I'm going to go see someone who is... Um, not only are they licensed, but they focus heavily on religion and Christianity. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Worst decision ever. ever. Really? Like, oh my gosh, girl. So it was like Ayamla plus, um, what is like Southern Baptist, if that makes sense? Uh, okay. <laughs> like everything <laughs> was met with, well, in malachi so-and-so john so-and-so like it was never a how do you feel right what what would you have done differently it was well the bible says you should do this and i don't know why and i'm like oh my gosh how like look no clue how they're still practicing but they are and that's fine wow oh girl oh girl and it was a man it was a black man and i'm like oh okay so i can't do this um then I got to my therapist who I just recently had before this one and she's awesome black woman uh and it's it's one thing like like when I got to her it hit me I was like I need a black woman like I you're right it's something about gender and ethnicity like being able to innately know what I want to say without me even saying it like I could give her a look and she could just know yeah what kind of like what kind of um session we were gonna have <laughs> yeah and f- for real <laughs> or she'd give you the the auntie mm-hmm. like <laughs> it was those <laughs> it was those things like we bonded on that level because we were both black women and we knew what it was like being black professional women um and my current uh therapist is a black woman as well and I'm hoping we get to the mm-hmm level. Like, I really want to get to that with her because I feel like we're, we could be great together. Um, but yeah, like, it's a process. And mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, you cannot, it's like dating. You automatically assume you're going to end up with the first therapist you meet. Right. You can't automatically assume that you're going to stay with them forever because insurance plans change. Yeah. Um, you might grow and develop into the person into a person that they can't help you anymore and that's okay like that's not a bad thing I think the point of mental health or at least therapists um are to help you get to a new level and they can then pass you on to someone else like you're not gonna be with them forever right right oops sorry girl that's me playing with an Ikea bag (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, what were you gonna say? No, it's fine. Um, I was just gonna encourage people to, you know, when you're looking for a therapist, get your recommendations or get the referrals from the insurance company or however you go about it. But take those names and look them up on uh, Psychology yes. Today. Because Psychology Today will tell you a lot about your therapist. It'll tell you what they specialize in. It'll tell you what kind of approaches they take to, to therapy and to solutions. It'll tell you whether they are religious or not or whether they leave it out of therapy. It tells you a lot. So mm-hmm. I really encourage people to use Psychology Today. I agree. I agree. And read reviews like... Yeah. ZocDoc, um, that's great too. I didn't realize people left reviews for therapists on ZocDoc. They do. Read reviews. I mean, I understand that not everybody's, everybody won't have the same situation per se. Um, but if you are seeing five, six, seven, eight reviews saying they ain't shit, then <laughs> <laughs> you might not want to make that initial investment. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And I mean, they it might not say they ain't shit in that, in that way. It could just, but if you if if that's the gist, you might not want to make that initial thirty or twenty five dollar investment if they're in network. Right. Um. So one of the things that I heard a lot, and I mean, I also heard it in Greek life because folks just don't like spending money. But um, they were like, you don't need to pay to talk to somebody. Oh, how do you feel about that? Have you heard that one? And if so, how do you feel about that? Um, thinking back, like off the top of my head, I haven't heard that directly to me, but I know it's a thought. And my only answer to that is, you ain't helping me. So don't tell me what I do and don't need to pay for it. (laughs) Okay? Because obviously you're not helping me with my issues. That's it. (laughs) I mean, that's true. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. My job. Um, No, I agree. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) You're supposed to be like, oh, you can go to God in prayer. Bro, you give a tithes and offer to the church. You're paying. You you are paying regardless. Yeah. Whether you're paying with your time, whether you're paying. In some way, you are paying um, when you use religion as your primary source of therapy. Um, I love that I have an unbiased sounding board for issues. And my therapist knows um, well, this one will, and I'm sure it's in the notes from my previous therapist. Um, <laughs> things about me that other that other people just don't. Yeah, and um, and that's okay. Like I'm comfortable with that because they are bound by oath. Like that is their profession. They cannot disclose this information unless you are harming your unless you're talking about harming yourself or harming someone. Right. Else. So it's not like you're going to your best friend saying, "Oh, girl." x y and z and you praying she don't get drunk run her mouth to someone else right and just spill all the tea um and plus that's their job like i saw a meme the other day that said that um this girl was or this person i assumed that it was a girl because i feel like it's mostly women who go to therapy because we need it Um, (laughs) i assumed it was a girl listen (laughs) the stuff that women have to put up with we should all be in therapy like girl listen menstruation alone like the fact that Uh, let me not now (laughs) (laughs) that's that that's a whole nother story yeah okay i was like women all women men too definitely men too but all 
<sighs> patriotism or excuse me, patriarchy and misogyny misogyny alone women need to go to therapy um but i assume it's a woman she was like one of her friends before she unloads on her she asked if she has the um, mental bandwidth or mental capacity to what she's about to say and i thought that was awesome like and i don't know about you but i will go and vent to my friends mm-hmm. and it it didn't occur to me to ask if they had the bandwidth to take that on because you are, you're taking on someone's burden. Mm-hmm. Like when you let them vent to you, you are taking that on and burdens can be heavy. It can, it, they can be super light or they can be super heavy mm-hmm. and it can affect the mood. So when I saw that, <clears throat> excuse me, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing this before I vent to my girls. I'm going to, I'm going to ask them, Hey, are you in a mental space right now where you can take on this burden with me? And I, it's worked so far. Like I actually have one of my cousins doing that too. And this is great. Cause she's not currently seeing a therapist. I think I'm trying to really push her to see a therapist, but she loves it. So she started doing that. Um, I started doing that with my friends and I'm really hoping it catches on because our friends are not our therapists. Our parents are not our therapists. Right. Um, our pastors, our priests, yeah, you might go to them for a confessional, but they're, they're, they're not your therapists. Like, they're not there to give, they can give you advice, but they're, they're not unbiased. Like, they don't always know the best tools to, um, to give you to deal with situations, right? Right. So, um, do, you, do you find yourself venting to your friends more? now that you're back in therapy or is or are there things that you save for your therapist so to be honest um I'm really and I do I really like that statement um but I'm on the I feel like I'm more so on the other side of it I don't tend to necessarily vent to my friends I'm more of a storyteller so like if there's drama Or if something happened, I'm not the one to go and tell you how I feel about it. I'm going to just tell you what happened, and I'm probably going to make the story funny, no matter how hurt I am. (laughs) So, um, however, I'm the one that people, I I tend to be the one that people will come and vent to. And so I can attest to taking on people's burdens. And if my mama hears this, mama don't kill me. But listen... My mom doesn't understand that. So, for example, I remember a conversation with her a while back, and I'm like, hey, you know, the conversation the conversation we have about this issue, like, it makes me feel like I have to, I have to be in the middle of it. And she doesn't understand that, like, just because you're telling me to do something about it doesn't mean that I don't take on that burden. Um, right. And then, again, with my friends, too, like, it's not as, it's not as heavy with my friends, but you know, if my friend tells me something that hurts them or if they tell me about somebody that hurts them, I'm the first one that's going to be like, I don't like him. Right. So (laughs) (laughs) For real. And it could be something as light as, well, you know what? He's dead to us. Bump that. If I see him in the street, (laughs) run up, sir. Or it could be something that as like, you're taking it on and you now need to go see a uh, You now need to go see a masseuse because your shoulders are heavy. Like you have tension in your body because you've taken on this burden. So it could be really light as, you know what? I'm about to troll him on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or something deeper than that. And folks, I I don't think folks understand that. Like that's why you, it's okay to like Kiki and 
chat with your friends about stuff, but the heavier stuff, there's a reason why this profession is as successful and why it's still around and um, why it's necessary as it is, because it is necessary. Yeah. And, and I love what you said about um, having to explain to your, to, to the person who's venting to you, you don't want to necessarily be in the middle of it because now you know you have to do something about that. Therapists, they literally only step in if you are harming yourself or you are right. harming somebody else. Right. And that's it. Like, you don't have to worry about that judgment. Like, for example, I was in a situation where um, <clears throat> I was seeing this guy and um, we ended things and um, I told my friends and they were like, okay, bet, win, like his ass, no way. Like, boom, right, boom, exactly. Boom, boom. <laughs> exactly. As friends will do. Right? <laughs> As friends will do. Um, so a year down the line, <laughs> I ran into said person again. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? We might be able to give this another go. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I can't tell my friends. Hey, right. Because they ain't like his ass. They no still way. don't like it. Right. <laughs> they still don't like him. I'm that um, With the therapist, it's not exactly like, <laughs> boom, okay. We ain't like you no way. You don't have to come around. Um, with the therapist, it's not like that. It's, it, I, I definitely got that are you sure you want to go down that same path again? And when I was like, yeah, I'm sure that was it. She was like, okay, cool. So right. if you're going to go down this path, let's make sure you deal with things differently. And she gave me tools on how to handle certain situations. Right. Um, needless to say, we broke up again because <laughs> we should have stayed broken. <laughs> but I was better the second time. Like I knew yeah what went wrong and I knew don't go back because I did with that with my therapist it wasn't like well I told you you shouldn't have got back with them right <laughs> type of thing um but yeah girl oh, my gosh I feel like we can go on <laughs> about this but um I know there were I wanted to make sure we plugged your event one more time and I know you have, so this episode is actually going to air, ah, shut up Siri, um, <laughs> this episode is actually going to go live the 11th, and okay. you have something coming up on the 15th, so I want to make sure that you have a chance oh, to look plug at you. Look all at your shameless stuff. Plugs. Listen, <laughs> this is what we do, this is what we do, so for listening to replay after the 15th unfortunately you've missed that event but you, you for it. those listening to it prior to go ahead and tell them what's coming up now <laughs> <laughs> okay so <clears throat> december 15th i am actually performing in a concert hosted by pink productions the concert is called party with pink and it's actually unique because it is it consists of an all-female lineup so you have female singers, um, bands, poets, all of that. And it's at Axelrad Beer Garden, December 15th, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. <clears throat> and then a few weeks after that, the premier benefit and birthday bash will happen on Saturday, January 5th. It's from 4 to 8. It's a day party. And you can get your tickets. You can get general admission tickets. You can get VIP tickets. And you can also buy sections. 
at the premier2019.eventbrite.com. Again, those uh, funds go towards sending people to therapy sessions. So, you know, like we said, come turn up for a purpose. Exactly. Okay, so I will definitely link um, where you can buy your tickets uh, in my bio section of Instagram. I also have it linked on the blog post. So if you want to find it there, you can find it there. Um, and like, yeah, turn up for a cause. Buy a section. Buy a bottle. I'm going to buy it anyway. Uh, <laughs> at least at least by general admission at the very least by general admission but by a section hey and look we're uh we're all about incentives and benefits general admission tickets you get a free drink anyway so come on guys look come at that guys. look at that come on guys <laughs> so this way you only have to buy three more drinks three or four more drinks instead of buying <laughs> all four <laughs> so you good turn up <laughs> it's going to be an amazing DJ. You're going to have a good time. Um, and any one of Mallory's events are absolutely awesome. Oh, so come on out. You. Come For real, girl. <laughs> Listen, I ain't going to laugh. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> yeah, come on out and get your tickets. Um, and I want, one, I want to thank you, Mallory, so much for coming on and doing this awesome episode with me. Thank you. Seriously, for real. Girl, no problem. Like, like, I knew I had to have you on for this. Um, and I want to thank you guys for listening. And remember, um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on, I don't know why I pronounce it like that. <laughs> Jesus. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, um, and be sure to. How can they follow you, Mallory? Oh, we can. I forget about the social. Oh, my goodness. So, um. <laughs> You can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at I am Mallory. And on Twitter, it's the same thing. I am Mallory with an underscore at the end. And I'll also make sure I link that on the blog post as well. So, oh, so um, awesome that is it. Listen, girl, I'm trying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do some things, okay? I'm trying to do some things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that wraps up this week's episode of lay hot pair and if you have any questions if you want to um if you have any questions for mallory um and you can't click the link in my blog post for some reason feel free to leave a comment feel free to shoot me a dm send us a tweet and we'll go from there thank y'all so much for listening and we'll see you next time bye <laughs>